What's up, everybody? Welcome to our live episode of episode 215 of Team Chat Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined across the power of the internet, Rachel Mogan. Bonjourno. Bonjourno to you as well. How are you this fine day? Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm trying to like furiously close out my 10,000 tabs from my personal laptop. And one of the ones I just closed out that is cracking me up still. You know how there are suddenly all of those remakes of pop songs, but done in like the style of a medieval group of bards? Yes. Are you up on this trend? I, I, I I've, think I've seen a couple of those. The the guy who does them, or the person who does them, um, just posted one recently for the I'm Blue Dava D Dava Die song, which is my favorite <laughs> song of all time. And I was just dying listening that... to it last night. And promptly forgot about it and then now i'm seeing it again and it's hilarious all over again that's funny that's really funny oh, my eyes are burning oh no oh no too funny <laughs> go on without me <laughs> normally episodes come out on tuesday mornings but we decided to change it up and do it a little different do a live episode because it's been a hot minute since we've done one we'll get into that a it's little bit been later a while it has been well i guess technically the last one was episode 200 that we've done an actual live episode. We've done a lot of stream nights and everything in between, but like to actually be here and talk about, you know, actual game things and not be playing. We haven't done that in a hot minute, but you can find us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our discord server. Links are all that in the description below here on Twitch. And uh, finally, you can support the show by going to patreon.com slash team chat podcast, where it's for as little as a dollar a month. You can support the show and in return, We'll give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before their general Tuesday release, access to a private patron-only channel on our Discord server, and a lot of other fun perks and goodies. So check that out if you don't mind, patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast. And if you can't, that's no big deal at all. We totally understand, but we still would love your your uh, help to help make the show bigger and better by you know telling your friends, writing us reviews listening every episode, little things like that. But, you know, all those things help make the show bigger and better. And we are thankful for all of our listeners and patrons around the world. Heart you know, emojis. There it is. Oh, heart actually, emojis you got to get on I the heart emoji. Actually do it. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> while I'm doing my heart emoji, uh, we, I, it just occurred to me, we really should um, paywall behind the Patreon all future updated pictures of Fender and Birdie. I think that uh, that's really going to be what that's like the That's off. the new, like, producer tier is that yeah you get, i think so you get dog pictures yeah that'd be really good yeah, that'd just be... dog pics <laughs> <laughs> have ideas <laughs> uh so why we kind of wanted to do a live episode is we've done a couple, well, our last couple weeks, we did stream episode, stream weeks back to back instead of doing one of the streams at the end of the week. And so there's been a lot though that has happened like a ton of time, a ton of stuff that has so happened, much. come out announcements, what have you. And so we just wanted to sit down and talk about all these different things. Cause there are a lot of different things that, uh, you know, we gotta, we gotta talk about, Hey, Roro, thanks for the follow. And so, uh, but anyway, so yeah, we're just going to talk about some of this different stuff because I mean, there's been like what, since we've, since we put on episode, there's been, I think the state, the PlayStation state of play, there was the Nintendo indie world today. There's been, you know, Apple and Epic going at after each other. There's been Halo infinite delays. There's all this stuff. So, I mean, like really, where should we jump into it all? And of course, all, all of, almost all of this happened, not the Nintendo Indie Direct. Obviously, I was able to catch that today, but most of this happened while I was gone. 
at a lake house with zero data or Wi-Fi connectivity. No. My phone and my laptop couldn't connect to anything. So I come back and suddenly people are just like, pow, pow. everything's going <laughs> off and it's like, oh no, I miss so much. Lots of stuff. So, That's what happens when you disconnect, you know? Probably uh, it's it's my own fault for trying to have fun family lake and camping times. Yeah, you really what shouldn't do thinking? that anymore. As far as like what I know the least about, mm -hmm. I know that Halo Infinite got delayed, but I don't know why or to when. So fill me in, fam. Okay. All righty. <laughs> um, so basically, yeah, Halo Infinite got pushed to 2021, which it was supposed to be holiday. They never came out with an official release for this year, but it was still supposed to be this year. And also, the, you know, the big and they just, you know, the standard message of they want to keep making it better. They have more things they want to tweak and they just weren't going to be able to and they want to be able to deliver the product that will best fit their vision. Cool. Totally understand. Take all the time in the world you want it. You want to make this right. The big thing, though, and I feel what really makes this kind of a interesting situation for them is what's going to be the big draw to the Xbox Series X off the bat if you if it's not going to be Halo? Yeah, uh, I have no idea. Um, I can't really think of any other. Uh, maybe there are ones that I'm just not thinking of, but I can't really think of any other Xbox games that are exclusives off the top of my head that would drive physical sales of the console. Right. So if Halo's not coming out when the Xbox series, Xbox Scarlet, I'm going to call it what it is. I don't care what their <laughs> new stupid name is. Uh, when it actually does launch, I, I completely agree. Who knows? Um, yeah. I'm sure that probably behind the scenes, Microsoft is probably running all kinds of projections and risk management, whatever. But I assume it's going to be bad. I... I mean, I mean, I don't really know what else they can expect. I mean, my reaction to it was I was just like, well, OK, I was kind of planning on getting the Xbox Series X early on because I did. I am excited about Halo and I think Halo, you know, is going to be the is going to be great. And I mean, honestly, what we saw of it already, I liked. But now that it's not a thing, I'm just like. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till till Halo comes out. Kirox says in the, yeah. in the chat right now, there's no reason to get it, at least until there's a game like Fable out, which is going to be a yeah, long time. That's totally right. I mean, yeah, that's going to be a long ass time. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, obviously, like it's supposed to have the full backward compatibility, especially with like the or maybe not full backward compatibility quite yet. But still, you know, you've got Games Pass and you've got all that that you can play all these different games. And there and a lot of the games that even showed off at the showcase, like Grounded, for an example, are already out. And some of the other ones are going to be a lot longer until those are out. So it's just kind of like, what's like, what's your strategy here? Like I would almost push the, push the Xbox until you have a something big. That's going to be the big, you know, draw to the console. Yeah. I would be really interested to see, you know, obviously it's all going to be hypothetical because this can't possibly happen, but I would love to see the Xbox uh, Scarlet release holiday without halo. And then also to see what would happen in like the alternate universe of, well, what if they did delay uh, the release of the console itself to line up um, with the release of Halo? Mm -hmm. I would just, I would love to see which of those two scenarios actually pans out better because in some ways, you know, the Xbox not coming out at the same time as the PlayStation 5 might be to their benefit. Who right. knows? I mean, yeah, because that's always been, the thing, there's always the big competition. They come out at the same time. I mean, it happened in the last, in the last generation and all that. And, but like, 
yeah, like that pretty much to me, I was just like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not going to mess with it until, you know, until there's something that I really want to play. So that's just yeah. kind of, it's, it's disappointing for that reason. Cause I know obviously like the team at 343 and Microsoft too are probably disappointed that they're not able to get it out there when they originally wanted to, but you know, if it's not ready, well, it's I not mean, ready. And I, I definitely think that it's not ready. Um, I don't know if you kind of followed along with all of the hubbub uh, that happened with the basically just internet reaction to the Halo Infinite trailer uh, after it. whatever it was. What did we watch? It was <laughs> like the first, one of the first something. missions and stuff like that because it shows you yeah. know, Chief crash landing on that planet and then the, he goes and fights a whole bunch of brutes. Yeah, you meet yeah. Craig, the the brute <laughs> that's now become a meme and face of the game. But, you know. Exactly. And, you know, initially when when everything's kind of happening and you're not really paying attention to the small details, it did look okay. But I totally agree that once I actually saw some zoomed in stills, both of the backgrounds, like of the background textures, basic stuff like the textures of mountains and rocks, and also the close-up textures of the enemies of the actual, uh, you know, environmental things that you can encounter and interact with. It's pretty bad. I, I mean, I really didn't, I couldn't really think of many ways to rationalize that other than it's not ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of doubt that that's what their intention was, because sometimes it's a matter of artistic style and creative direction. Right. And other times it's these textures look like they're from 2004. And I get that they're going for like a more classic halo look, but not in that way. The textures shouldn't be one of those things that lines up with that old style. Look, that's true. I mean, cause that was kind of my reaction to it too. I was like, Oh man, this looks a whole lot like combat evolved, which I really liked. And, but then, yeah, the same thing, like you did see some parts with like the mountains in the very far back, not like rendering incorrectly. So they kind of like pop in instantly or something like that. And some other things, but like the overall, like more smoother, less textured textures, I guess, didn't really throw me through a loop because I was like, that's just like kind of Halo going back to being what Halo was. I don't necessarily hold to the mindset that for the next generation of game, the co- the graphics have to constantly be improving to more and more realism. I feel like you can take a you can take a step back if you want, and you can re, you know, finagle how that's supposed to look. But still, I just don't think that that's necessarily a deal breaker if that's what they wanted it to look like. But if that's if what it looks like is they're just like we this is what we want it to look like. Wink, wink. But it's not in there, you know, because they were just like, oh, we have to get it out by this November, December deadline to go with the Xbox Series X. You know, and then it's just like, then no, then you do need to stop. You do need to refine your graphics or else people will you alive for it. So uh, and I, that just makes me like have visceral recollections of this, the original Sonic reveal for the Sonic movie. Yeah, they're like, no, that's what we were going for. And it's like, good God, if that's the case, oh, it's, it's even worse than I thought. <laughs> right. Which I mean, yeah, so, that one. That that's one, a different like, story. It's that's a different, a different story. Conversation, it's a different conversation. But, but still, yeah, like that one was just one of those instances like. Now, where do, does this open the Pandora's box where now it's like if anybody doesn't like anything, we can pressure them to changing it how we like. Or do we still let the the creators have their artistic their artistic vision fulfilled how they want to see it? In the case of yeah. Sonic, 
that was bad. Like it was that just was bad. bad. It was so bad. It was just bad. <laughs> so, but it whereas like with Halo nightmares. Yeah. If they had cleaned up Halo and even if they had said like, this is a not final version of what you're going to see, we're like, we're still making tweaks. Then I think some of the visuals and performance issues that we saw in that gameplay demo would have been excusable, but yeah. that they did sell it as now this is, this is it. And aren't you guys impressed? Then everybody was like, uh oh, this is going to so be a problem. And so the thing is, I, I totally agree that everybody should be entitled to their own creative direction and you shouldn't be pressured to do one thing or another. However, with Halo specifically, and with it being a brand new next gen console game that is going to be the flagship game, it just boggles the mind that the cutting edge in graphics wouldn't be something that they are absolutely honed in on. Mm -hmm. So I suspect that it's more a case of whoopsie doodles. It's kind of not done yet as opposed to, no, that's what we intend. Right. Because if that is what they intended, I just can't understand that logic because with just Halo's reputation and with its standing in the world of gaming and it being combined with, this is a next generation console game. It just, it should it, it frankly should look better. It yeah. just should. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, like a lot of people were talking about the brute who's like talking to chief at the end. It's like close up on him. Like, why is his face like look half oh, textured yeah, yeah. and half not like there was a lot of stuff. Ooh, but I didn't even notice that. It was just kind of people, just people had a lot of questions about it. Um, mm. Kirok asks why, why Jared, isn't that how your world behaves? My mind pops in and out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, incredibly, you know, that's probably just how Canada works. That's true. He's confused. I'm sorry, Kirok. That's not how it Too close to the North, Pal, North Pole. <laughs> the North Pole. The North Pole. Yeah, our North Pole. That's what, that's what we call him. That's um, true. But, uh, but yeah, so that's pretty interesting to, you know, just how that's all going to play out. And I really am curious. I don't know what they're going to do. Like, I don't think they can like pull a new exclusive out of their hat and be just like, Oh, Hey, look, Oh, distract you. Halo's here's this new shiny game and everything. this thing. It's, you know, it just, it's confusing. It's interesting, not confusing. It's just interesting to see how this is going to play out. You know what series they could actually get that would make me like if they could get it as an exclusive and have these games only come out on the Xbox Scarlet, I would be all in. You know what series I'm going to say? Oh, man. Let it's me think. Favorite. Let me think. It's not the one that I think you're going to think of first. Wait, it's this would be on Xbox? Than... It would be on Xbox. So I'm, that's what I'm saying. It would have to be like a wild grab out of nowhere, a brand new partnership. And you're definitely not going to guess it. I'm so not I'm gonna just going to tell you. Because <laughs> you were probably going to guess The Legend of Dragoon, which, first of all. Well, no, because that was that Sony. Would... So I wouldn't. Uh, or well, PlayStation. no, that's what I'm saying. It would be a new partnership. They would have to, like, uh, grab that IP from somebody else, which is the same thing I'm talking about for the Nancy Drew mystery oh, adventure games. <laughs> I, I forgot you were into those. I forgot that you used to like them. They are still coming out. They are still incredible. And if Xbox got the rights to the Nancy Drew games, I would be like, oh, just take my money. Here yeah. you go. Give me them sweet, sweet Nancy Drew games. <laughs> I'm not uh, very well what I like. <laughs> Kirok says if they had Beyond Good and Evil 2 up their sleeve, it would be monumental. Yeah. It would be monumental. I agree. But um, I mean, but yeah, unless I'm forgetting something, nothing is really popping to mind of what we're going to get um, for like something else to entice people there other than the promise of, oh, Halo's coming. But when? We, I, still I don't, think... we just know 2021 
And that doesn't even mean yeah. it's going to be like February 2021. It could still be August, September before that thing comes out, depending on how it goes. And- I think Kirok means this comment as a burn somehow, but chokes on him. It's definitely not. And it would be just the system for that game. How dare you, sir? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. Oh, no, he's talking about Beyond Good and Evil 2. He says he would buy the system oh, just for that game if they had it. I'm not just, not I'm Nancy just so Drew. Involved in you're Nancy just ready Drew to defend Nancy Drew. You're just you're just like let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm just ready. Bring it on. But you know, conversely though, so we've had these weird things seen from Xbox and Microsoft and how that's going to all play out. But Sony, on the other hand, they had that state of play, which you know we we won't rehash that whole thing because we, there were a lot of really cool stuff showed out there too. But still, like they are still having a very solid lineup of stuff that's going to come out. Like we talked, like even the new crash bandicoot looked really fun. Like looked like they pulled from a lot of ideas from the old games and brought them into the new ones and added in some, some fresh ideas to that to make it something new. That was really cool. But I think the one that you and I were both pretty excited about coming out of that was the pathless. That game looks insanely good. It looks so interesting. I, they're just, I love this newer trend of just kind of weirder looking games. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really like that we are getting away from the the trend of hyper-realism yeah. because it's just not fun. I want games that look visually fun. Why do you think I'm playing video games? For reality? God, no. It's the exact opposite. Right. And the fact that it's from the creators of Abzu that just makes it that much more enticing to me. Well, and Austin Winter is doing the score, so you know yes. that's going to be fantastic. Oh Come on. It's going to be so wonderful. I can't wait. Oh, but, my but God. I just... that... Oh, wait, sorry. Oh, all I was going to say is that's the number one reason to buy it in my book is for yeah. a beautiful new soundtrack. The the That's going to be great, but I just love like how it looks, how it plays, You know how you shoot the lanterns or like this the sig the signs like in the sky and that's like determines your speed and so it's all about like timing and hitting the right things at the right moment and that's how you move that's how you get around the world i'm like man that is gonna be fun to play around in plus yeah beautiful as hell so yeah and that that system of kind of gaining speed by using these airborne objects that actually kind of reminds me of a 3d version of Ori in the blind forests mm-hmm. like bounce move i don't remember what it was called exactly bash maybe uh but where mm-hmm. you would basically like bash yourself off of things i'm describing it so poorly but you could get a lot of speed and height that way and this just kind of reminded me of that it may have also reminded me of Ori just because it's got a sweet bird who doesn't love birds Anything that's got an awesome looking hawk in it, I'm down. Or I yep. think it's an eagle. My bad. It might be either one, I think. I don't remember what they said at we'll easy. We'll say but... a bird of prey. Yeah. And yes, Kirok, uh, Pathless will be coming to the PS5. But then we've also got, so you got Pathless. We've been, su- we're super excited about that one. And then we also remember good old Kinu Bridge of Spirits that we <laughs> yes. saw in the, in the PS5 reveal. Oh my God. I still can't wait for that one. And yeah, then, that one's still really high on my list of like anticipated for right. whenever it comes out. Oh yeah, it's going to be interesting stuff. But then, you know, even though all those games look really great, they still want to throw us some curveballs every once in a while. Although I guess it's not necessarily Sony as much as it is the developers. But you know, we also have had that news that come out that about Control, a game you and I both love. But it's just like, 
what's up with this ultimate edition thing, the upgrade path. Yeah. I understand like companies are going to take different paths on this and they're, you know, on how they're going to make their previous gen games available for, for the current gen. But that one doesn't do it right. I don't feel like, because basically what it is, you have to buy this ultimate edition for $40 and that will get you, if you buy the ultimate edition either before or after the PS five comes out and the Xbox one S X, sorry, Xbox series X comes out, then you'll be able to have that. And it comes with the expansion packs and all that stuff for it. If you bought just the base game, like you and I did for the PS four though, sorry, you're shit out of luck. And you still have to buy the ultimate edition if you want it for PS five. So that's like, I'm glad I haven't bought the expansions yet because I would be really frustrated if that, if that had happened. And now it's like, Oh, I, you're asking me to throw down $40 again. Like I looked on, I looked on PS four on the PlayStation store, the right now, the season pass to be able to get both, uh, both of the expansions is 25 bucks. For PS4. It's not terrible on its own, but that does mean that the complete game then is above market value, you know, 65 bucks, I think, which is mm-hmm. fine because you are getting DLC packs with it and it definitely should be a full price game. And I actually don't even think it was originally. Yeah, I feel like, no, it was 60. Was I know it? you and was I got 60? it on sale, I think. Oh, okay. I think well, that's mine what was, was actually a gift. <laughs> oh, there <laughs> I you go. You got it free. For it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but I do completely agree that it just seems a little odd that there wouldn't even be like a discount code or something like that of, hey, if you can prove that you already have a copy, you can import your data from your PS4 or something. It, it just seems like, uh, man, that really kind of does suck for people that already own the game on either PC or on PS4 who want to just get it on PS5. It kind of disincentivizes people, I even think, from exactly like you said, from purchasing the DLC packs now mm-hmm. for PS4, as opposed to just waiting it out. Because if that's you know something that people are thinking, wait, I'm going to have to pay for it all over again later on. That's not going to fly so no. much. I People are going to be upset. By, I mean, it just it just doesn't do anything. Like, I I was yeah. actually t- talking with uh, my brother-in-law, Michael, today, and he was telling me that he was, he was going to GameStop because they were having a really big sale and stuff, picking up a lot of uh, games and stuff like that. And he was saying, and he specifically said, I want to play Control, but I'm going to wait for the PS5 because I don't want to have to pay for it twice. Yeah. So I was also talking to your brother-in-law, Michael, today. Did he tell you that? He did tell me that, that you were, he, <laughs> he requested your input. Yeah, did some, he tell which you which two excellent games he bought? Uh, Concrete Genie and Rhyme. Yes, two excellent ones. Kirok, you can attest to the majesty of Rhyme, and Concrete Genie is just the icing on top. So I'm he super got, excited for him to be able to play those games. What did you tell me he also got? He also got Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, which I was like, oh yeah, you'll love that one. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins, where is it? Death Stranding, Rhyme, Concrete oh. Genie, and The Witcher 3. And then... Ooh, oh, God. <laughs> and then he also texted me earlier after that, he, or before that, he sent me a screenshot of the Nintendo eShop that Ori in the Blind Force Definitive Edition was on sale for $14. And so he went home. He got that, too. So he's stacked. Oh, my gosh. He really is. That's too many games, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason I say that is specifically because of The Witcher 3, because I feel like I know so few people that have finished that game because everybody's like, it's so long. There's so you know, much content. You know who actually blazed through it pretty recently? Is, uh, Sam? No. <laughs> is uh, <laughs> my buddy Michael. 
Who is it? Who, oh, other Michael. Yeah, other Michael. He got it uh, like a month and two months ago, probably, and beat it within that amount of time. Like he, he oh my blazed God, what a through. champion. I know. Did I was he like, not enjoy it? No, he loved it. And he said it was great. And he had put off playing it for forever because he knew how long. I was like, yeah, this game's big and it's going to take me a long time. And I know once you get started into it. But yeah, he he went through it pretty quick. So that was pre- that was pretty fun, I thought. But yeah, he's the only person I know <laughs> that can say that. I don't really know anybody else that's in that same time bracket. Yeah, but I, I mean, I still haven't finished it at all. And I know it's going to be a long time before I get to that one. But oh, well, it is what it is. But so we were going to also talk about this in this episode. We were going to talk about all the stuff going on between Apple and Epic Games right now. But that keeps getting more convoluted as time goes on. And it's kind of a bummer of a thing. And it's just kind of like the, you know, Epic doing their own thing, which they, you know, if you look at it, they wanted to have the payment option that was outside of Apple's in that purchase system. They do that. Apple says, no, you can't do that and bans them. Well, they knew they were going to get in trouble for that because they had that uh, 1984 commercial that Apple did way back when, or the one style after 1984, they had a, their own version of it just ready to go as soon as Apple said, no, you can't do that. Yeah. So like they knew they were prepping for this. It's just interesting to see how it's all going to play out is well, all I'm going to say. What, but we did so, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, what I'll say about it is I do agree that collecting 30% of in-game purchases, which is what Apple does for its own platform, is is insane. You know, 30% on in-game purchases for their own profit is just terrible for smaller developers, not necessarily for Epic. So I can understand where Epic is coming from, but they're also a huge company. So from the outside, at least, this just looks like two massive companies kind of going at each other for money, which I totally get. But my ultimate bottom line is Apple just needs to chill out in general. And if anybody takes a couple of bites out of their ankles on the way up, go for it. If Epic wants to just like kind of chip away at the tree, see if they can knock it down a couple of pegs, I'm all for it. I'm I'm definitely of the F Apple camp. You know, after after so many years, I'm just done with them. <laughs> oh, I'll still stick with them. I still love, like <laughs> Apple stuff, but and, but so it's just one of those things like, eh, there have been enough speculation on all that stuff. I don't really know what we could add. So instead, though, we wanted to focus, spend that time to instead focus on the glorious Nintendo Indie World that was uh, that came out today and several games on there that just looked like they were going to be a plus games coming out soon. Well, before we talk about that, should we oh, actually sure. talk about the fairly big news, um, at least, you know, for for just awesomeness in general, that uh, Sucker Punch announced that oh, um, yeah, yeah, Ghost yeah. of Sushi. Yeah, yeah. So Ghost of Tsushima, a still very new game that is like on everybody's list of potential game of the years, et cetera, et cetera. Which is why uh, I'm Ghost like, of- man, I need to play that now. Because yeah, we, we, we both need we, to play it now. We have to because- play it because it's going to be in the game of the year discussion. And we have to well, play it. Well, it's definitely going to be in the game of the year discussion. But also now, Sucker Punch is releasing this fall a completely free, brand new multiplayer co-op update. So it's going to be massive, as far as I can tell. It doesn't appear to be just a cut and paste, okay, well, you can play through the original game's main story, but with a buddy this time. It looks like totally new content. It's going to feature a lot of elements of, um, you know, kind of like 
Japanese mythology in terms of like demons and such Oni, yeah. which awesome. Who doesn't love stuff like that? So it looks really creepy. It looks amazing. Well, even and all these armor be sets they have. My God. Yeah, all the, well, so I think that those armor sets are actually the four different classes that mm-hmm. you'll be able to play as. So there's the Ronin, there's the Samurai, there's the Hunter, and there's and the Assassin. I yes, think that's right. I believe you're right. I'm looking at the page right now where they're talking about it. And I'm yeah, that's, yeah. that's what you're right. So depending on how many people you have, because you can either play this update with just two people, maybe three people, don't quote me on that, and then there's going to be a separate four-player option. Yeah, you could do two people and then, yeah, two and four. And then three and then four? Okay. I think... Or just two and four. I think two and four. Okay. Or maybe anywhere in between, but it kind of... Well, regardless, the point is, what a good move. What a good, smart move on Sucker Punch's part. You know, everybody's getting screwed, it seems, these days with updates like that. And they're like, no, have this completely free, massive update that lets you play with your buddies in our awesome game. Yeah. And apparently if you have like four four people at a time, it unlocks some sort of special raid event that you can do. So it just sounds like they're adding a ton of cool content for for no for free ninety nine yeah. for no dollars. What a good move. It looks pretty sweet. And I mean, yeah, go. it's. My reasoning for not having jumped right on Ghost of Tsushima immediately was because I just finished, you know, Last of Us Part Two, and I and wanted it's some such a big game. And it was such a big game, and Ghost of Tsushima is such a big game. So I was like, I need a little break. I actually just the other day, like Sunday maybe, I finished finally Doom Eternal. So I switched to some other things to like to just get some other things off my list. Um, but now I'm like the the all the photo modes like. Kirok, he's been like all of his stuff that he's been showing and in the, in the, his streams and everything. I'm like, my God, this game, my God. And so I was like, I know I have to play it because we'll be fools. We'll be laughed out of the video game commentary world. If we're just like, I just didn't play it. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't, I just didn't play it, bro. <laughs> but, Although to be fair, I do that with the last of us and I'm still here. <laughs> no, I mean, we, how many, how many games have we missed in the four, almost five oh, years God, now doing this so show many. that we I have mean, yeah, that we've missed. Still, we're like, oh, we should have played that. I, I mean, to this day, as far as I know, neither of us have played Death Stranding, right? No. Do you I have it? it? I do have it. Yeah, I got it yeah. for Christmas or something last year, I feel like, and I just haven't got around to it yet. Because it, again, like, same thing, I don't want to jump into this like massive thing after just finishing a massive game. So, Which is exactly why I think it's so... Wait, real quick. Well Thank placed. you, Camp the Boy, for rating us. Oh my gosh, How my cool. favorite lad. Uh, that's my favorite streamer that I personally watch all the time. Oh, nice. Uh, Thank you very much. Yeah, he's excellent. Everybody should go watch Camp the Boy. Um, in other news, like all of these massive games that are just taking up way too much of your time, I feel like the perfect balancing act to that is Fall Guys. Oh my God, <laughs> Which, yes. What, what, what Damn a it. balm for the soul. I it's meant to start like, this. Oh, thank you. I meant to start the show with what's up everybody and welcome to the Fall Guys t- podcast. Oh no, you fool. <laughs> I, meant, I you for, totally forgot. Fool. Because no, have you played it more since you got home? I've played it a little bit more. I will say that that initial victory that I got when we were practicing. I can't still never, believe that. I'm never going to be able to do it again. I'm never going to get another crown because I'm so bad. I always feel like I'm doing so great. And then. And then just something comes out of left field and smacks you across the side of the head. Something happens. Oh, oh man. it's brutal. It is brutal. But like, uh, 
So yeah, for those of you who don't know, last week or the week before, we did a stream week where we did, we played, or one of our stream nights, we played Fall Guys. And so since it was a brand new game, we want to make sure like how it works, getting into a party and all that stuff. Before we did it, Mogan and I jumped on to do a practice round. First time either of us had ever played. She straight up wins it. The whole thing gets the crown, the whole time. kit and caboodle. And it was ridiculous. And we weren't even recording. No, <laughs> we weren't I, even although, live. <laughs> I do think I did capture. I like hit the the uh, the save video clip on the PS4. So oh, I think I did. Please let it be so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> I did capture it. I'll have to go back and look so we can at least like be like, look, here you are. You know, th- your victory run. But no. So I played it since that day, and I legit played it every day. And Saturday, this last Saturday, I finally won. And it was the I saw best your clip. Day. I saw how it happy was you were. The best day because I won. I did the. It was the royal fumble one where you have to like race around and grab the tail off the person who has it. And I grabbed that tail with two seconds to spare, and I freaked out. You know, Jared, isn't that the same one that I won my game on? Because I feel like I had the tail, and then it ended, and we were like, "Holy shit, You're I won!" Right. Yeah, we're just really good at the tail game, I guess. (laughs) But like Sam and I were going and we've been playing it. So we would switch off every time or like play a couple, then switch off and all that. But like, man, we've been we got close so many times. Both of us did. But it finally took until last Saturday for for us to get the win. It was ridiculous. But it's so fun, though. And that is being tossed around as like a game of the year contender, which I totally understand. Well. I get it too. I mean, in some ways, I kind of liken it to the Splatoon effect, where, mm-hmm. you know, when the actual Splatoon came out for the Wii U, the Wii U, I was like, oh, console again? I don't remember. Uh, it was revolutionary for its time for being a team based shooter that was completely different. Right. It was differently styled, it was clearly aimed at a different audience, and it just did stuff that no other shooter was doing at the time. Call of Duty could never. Uh, And I feel like Fall Guys has done the same thing with the Battle Royale, Mm -hmm. which I love just on principle. Battle Royales are old and stale at this point. I know that some people still like Apex, I guess. I assume new season six started today. I already actually, I got a win today though. I had to play season six and I got a win. So well, that was great. You're just, you're just on a streak, man. You can't I am. stop I'm winning. I'm going pro now. You're so good. You're <laughs> uh, I, I know that people are probably going to start playing Fall Guys competitively, I assume. I think there's, oh, I don't know. People I've need seen to chill. It's a of game people for trying fun. To get, I've, I've seen rumblings of people trying to get like a Twitch Rivals competition going on it and stuff like that. No. The <laughs> best thing though, and I, I, like, I, I can't throw more you know, shade on him because it's, he's already getting enough is a streamer. Have you seen from their uh, Twitter account and just other people's Twitter accounts in general, the streamer, Tim, the Tatman, has been trying. Oh, no. You haven't seen this. He's been trying I know to get of him, but yeah. I've never seen his stream. I don't know anything about him. So he was trying to get a win in fall guys and just couldn't do it days after days of him just like trying to get this. And so the fall guys Twitter account started like dunking on him and being like, oh, tweeting, like, but like, Hey, Hey Tim, we ran the numbers. You're actually not the worst fall guys player. You're second though, because the first, the worst fall guys player is our like test bot that makes sure things work. <laughs> Okay, that's so funny. Oh, it <laughs> was it's hilarious. been hilarious to watch. The, just how this game and then today even oh they God. are doing a huge push for charity where because brands are obviously wanting to cash in on this big time. They want to get in on that Fall Guys cash. And so they 
rightfully so, Fall Guys, Mediatonic and and uh, Devolver. What they decided they wanted to do with this then is like, hey, okay, cool. Highest bidder gets to put their skin in the game, put a skin in the game. All the benef- all the money raised though, or the bid goes to a charity, a uh, special effect, which helps re- create devices mm. and things for disabled gamers. So what great a class. Move. I know. And it's getting way up there. Like it was first, like one of the first ones I saw was uh Tushy Bidets. They actually uh bid $40,000 in one cent and they attached a picture of what they wanted their skin concept to look like. It was just a jelly bean, just wearing a t-shirt that said in text, ask me about my butthole. And that's all it was. And I was like, that's amazing. (laughs) That's what it should be. Who wouldn't want to wear that? (laughs) Exactly. I would absolutely put that on. But then it's gone up like Ninja. He bid 200,000. And then another other streamer, another streamer, uh, YouTube personality bid 300,000. And so I think it's like, people getting this money. I don't know. I would love it if they throw a little bit team chat way, but you know, <laughs> but still it's just like, it's a super cool thing how they took this popularity and not only took the popularity overcame like the hiccups that they had at the beginning with the server issues, which is you get your cool cactus skin. That in like the 5,000 kudos, they give you a cactus skin of 5,000 kudos mm. if you'd open the game before all that stuff and the, you know, before the certain time. And so it was, oh, thank you for the hundred bits, Kirok. Oh yeah. That's the oh, other new thing. That's our Kirok, first time getting you. bits because guess what, everybody? Oh my God, is it really? We're we never now. stream. So that's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot we were a <laughs> yeah. We've actually been affiliate for a long time. We just kept forgetting I to kept set forgetting it up. kept forgetting to fill out the stuff. Yeah. Well, but and now we are. And so now we've got bits. We've got a raid happening. This is, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's, a, great, it's, just, it's a great day. But you know, it will never feel even half as good as winning that one crown in fall. Guys. I'll never do it again. Probably. That's it. I peaked, but it, it was so good. It, it, one, it, we're we're going to become fall guys junkies. Just chasing that eye. <laughs> oh, Hey, just my place. But yeah, it was. Oh, Father Mike, Father Pope Mike, give me your child. <laughs> Still. <laughs> oh, man. But no, so one of the rounds, actually, one of the pre-rounds before the final that I qualified on, I only qualified because the la- we both fell off of the the platform, but the other person was right, fell just like a second before me. So they hit, they hit the slime before I did. I was in midair falling when I qualified. I was like, I oh don't know. Oh, my God, that's hysterical. It was all... Just my place. Mogan looks ready for business. The business of child stealing. Child stealing. That's very correct. So what I'm actually dressed as oh, is a man. social services worker. And then I'm going to come to your house and be like, we've received some complaints. You have to turn over your kid. And then I'm just going to abscond with the child uh, back to Texas. I think it's a good strategy. Abscond I think I really back got to it Texas from the UK, I believe. <laughs> so. From the UK. I'm going to fly to the UK, pretend to be from UK social services. <laughs> I guess, and just steal kids. Okay, well then, if you gotta make this work, though, you gotta, you know, hit me with your best English accent, then, because you gotta be able to play the part. I won't even do that (laughs) to Father Pope Mike because I feel like it would just be—it's too offensive. He'd just be like these damn yanks. Well, there was one time that I spent, it was like a big conference that we always go to for my actual job. And my regional director is from the UK. So she comes in with me. We're basically manning our booth at this conference for the whole week. 
And just by process of like spending so much time with her, you kind of innately absorb other people's accents mm -hmm. and you don't even necessarily mean to. So by the end of the conference, I kind of had a slight inflection and people were like, oh, where are you from? And I was like, how dare you? I'm from Texas. Get <laughs> out of here. <laughs> You're not welcome here anymore. <laughs> yeah, they don't want you with that fake with that fake stuff here, you know. But going back briefly to the subject of brands and Fall Guys, are they not the perfect shape for the KFC chicken bucket? Well, have you seen the KFC skin that they want to get? No, I didn't even. Uh, that was a give us a Google. No, it's a real one. Oh it's God. not the bucket of chicken, which I agree would make an excellent KFC skin, but it's the kernel. It's the actual KFC kernel, and I love it so much. I would absolutely use that skin if I had it. Oh, my God. That's so much better. Right? I love it. It's so good. <laughs> that's hysterical. I would absolutely wear that skin. Good luck, KFC. I'm rooting for you. Yeah. Although I haven't seen them bid, so they obviously don't oh, care. Well. They don't want to drop probably close to $400,000 now. To get they clearly branded. don't. If it were, if it were McDonald's, it would just be a chicken nugget. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Like, they're also... They, the, the guy, the fall guy is just shaped like so many potential tasty foods. It's tater tots. A, it's a gift and a curse. It is. Tater tots, you're exactly right. See? Nah, so many possibilities. They already have a box of fries. We're trying to we're trying to grab the pineapple skin when it comes back around on the shop. Ooh, but yeah. yeah. Fall guys. Like <laughs> yeah. Fall guys is where it's at though. That came like Came out of left field and it's been a wild ride every single time I yeah. play. So going to be playing that one for a long time, I'm sure. Oh, I, we're also just, or at least I personally am so screwed now because speaking of Devolver Digital, you know, they also just a couple of maybe three weeks ago now, their other um, newer game, Carrion, just came out. Right, and I was right, like, right, right. oh, sweet. I'm definitely going to pick up Carrion. It's going to be excellent, blah, blah, blah. And then this Nintendo Indies Direct comes out, and it just what am what am I supposed to do, Jared? All of there the were games look incredible. There were a lot of games on there that looked good. They all look incredible. I don't know how. So I already made one decision. I already did purchase one of the games that was announced as available today. Uh, but in general, what what were your thoughts? Because I know we both have a ton of feelings about this. Uh, let's see. The one that I'm most excited about, and I will definitely be getting soon, is uh, Raji, the ancient ancient epic, is uh, yeah. and everything that's based off of like ancient India, full you know, off of Indian uh, culture and all this stuff. It just looks. Oh man, it looks really cool. It's got like, it's just like, a, it's like an isometric 3d platformer kind of, it had like some wall running stuff that you're fighting like demons and different stuff like that. Cause you're trying to save your brother, I believe from a, from a demonic invasion that's been happening. And man, it's just, it's just such a unique thing. It's a unique setting. It's it, like the, the development team is from India. The game was developed in India as well. And it just looks like a absolute great time. So I want to get that game pretty quick. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited about it because it, uh, Again, any type of game that is centered around any culture that isn't yours, any culture other than right, the United right. States, if that game is made by the people that owns that culture, hell yes, you get what's yours. You determine how what stories you're going to tell about your own culture. I think that that is such a fantastic trend that I would love to see mm -hmm. more of, and I'm definitely going to be picking up Raji 2. Uh, it's not the one that I picked up today, unfortunately, but I wish listed it. 
It's on my list, and actually it is temporarily at least 10% off right now in the Nintendo oh, eShop as part of this indie uh, sale that they've got going on, I think, through the end of this month. Okay, I'm going to sna- I'm gonna have to snap. I'm going to have to get it. I got to get it. Because- yeah, quite a, quite a few of the games that they announced today are actually currently on sale. The one that I bought is not. And, of course, the one that I purchased is Spiritfarer. That one? I couldn't... I couldn't not. That one, I was like, when it first started, I was like, mm, I don't know if this is for me. By the end of it, I was like, yeah, I could play, I'd could, i play that one. Because it looks like it's just yeah. such a cool concept. So what, what's this one? So the idea behind Spiritfarer is that initially I kind of thought that she looked like an adorable little witch. But you play as this little character who is actually kind of functionally Charon, like of the underworld. Mm-hmm. Because she has this uh, literal ship, like a literal ocean seafaring, old-timey pirate ship kind of looking thing. Uh, that she uses to quite literally ferry um, souls from the land of the living into the afterlife. And knowing that, like, I already feel a little choked up because I'm like, oh, God, I'm not going to be able to handle it. Yeah, it's going to be emotional for sure. Oh, for sure. But it also looks like such an interesting blend of gameplay Mm -hmm. because not only is there kind of this management aspect of it where you're managing your ship, you're actually building it up, uh, kind of customizing it to what seemed to be a pretty broad extent. But then you're also managing the relationships of the passengers that you have on board, people that you're very, not people, they kind of more or less all look to be animals. Humanoid animals. Yeah, Yeah. humanoid animals, Um, which the creative direction uh, while we're talking about it, fantastic. Mm -hmm. What a great looking game. Uh, so the creative direction looks interesting. The gameplay looks really fun. I, I just downloaded it like literally an hour ago, so I haven't gotten to play it yet. Uh, but pretty much as soon as we're done with this stupid show that we do, yeah, just, God, let's get it it's over just with. taking God. up so much of my time. I'm basically going to turn around and just instantly crack into it um, because it looks just so fun. And I can't wait. to. Plus, there's a kitty. There's just a real regular kitty. Who doesn't love games with kitties? Yeah. I sure do. It looks like it's. It's very unique too, just like Raji. It's it, it's very unique and it's it's concept behind it, and so I think that's what attracted me to it too, because it kind of gave me like you know it's management stuff, so it kind of gave me like Stardew Valley vibes a little bit and stuff like that. But no, it's just like it's just you know it just looked like a really special thing. It looked like a really fun time. Uh, we want to jump over to the chat me. real quick because uh, Roro says that he picked up Takeshi and Hiroshi. And he's going to be playing Spirit Fair through Game Pass. So that's awesome. We're going to get some concepts. What was what was Takeshi and Hiroshi? I forgot this um, one. Takeshi, Takeshi and Hiroshi did look really interesting. I personally don't think I'll be picking it up, but I like the concept of it. Also, it looked sad. It looked like it was probably going to be one of those real sad games that makes you cry a lot. Life is Strange 2 uh, Part 2, you know what I mean? Two yeah, brothers trying to do um, things. Yeah. Oh Just God! Okay, that's a track tr- garbage jerking. <laughs> <laughs> This might actually be a good game. I'm obviously just kidding about that a little. Uh, So Takeshi and Hiroshi is about a brother and a boy and his younger brother. Um, I assume Takeshi is the older brother. I think that's right. And then Hiroshi is the younger brother. So it looks like the younger brother is hospitalized from some kind of wider shots that you get because he appears to be just kind of bed bound in Mm -hmm. what looks like a hospital bed. Uh, The concept, then, is that his older brother is trying to keep him entertained and keep him amused, I guess, by making games for him. So the older brother is literally, like, coding his own games, and then the concept behind the gameplay, then, is that 
you are having your younger brother play these games and you're trying to design it in such a way that your younger brother is challenged and engaged, but isn't being, you know, drowned out or mm. isn't like having to rage crit. So it's, a, it's apparently like this balancing act of building what look like battles, what kind of look like RPG style battles, but making sure that he can actually succeed in them, which... What a cool concept. I've never heard, at least in my own experience, of a game with a similar concept to that. So what a a neat idea. I just really like the premise of it in general. But just like Roro says, I love games that break my heart. I don't know if my heart can take it, man. (laughs) I'm I'm old and things make me sad. (laughs) I only have so many years of life left in me, Jared. (laughs) And you gotta save all that emotion. Gotta, gotta save outside all of, of games. <laughs> uh, and even though it's not in this chat, Fuchsia did say in our Discord. Uh, I also bought it because I had a sad. <laughs> gonna play it at least the beginning for YouTube. Uh, it does look like it's probably gonna be a tragic game. And uh, Roro, you'll have to tell me how it goes. Um, give me like some light warning if it's gonna be too sad. I don't think I can hack it. <laughs> But yeah, that one looked good. The other thing that I was super excited about and what they started the Direct with was that the Supergiant Games Hades that has been in early access on PC for a year-ish, I want to say, is now finally going to come to the Switch. And I'll be snatching that up day one. I, I knew that you'd be super oh. excited about that. But first of all, can we comment just real quick? Sure. Because I don't, I don't really remember this being part of the marketing when they first released the game. What's up with super hot guy anime Hades? Like I'm all about when, it. <laughs> when that trailer started, I was like, oh my heavens, like oh. I know who it is, but he looks oh, my my stars. Clutch my pearls. He even did like the super anime thing where he like slicked back his hair after he got back to the underworld. And I was like, oh my god, this is so anime. I can't handle it, but also I love it. I so love- just knowing I really Knowing like what I know about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've really liked about super giants games. Cause they always do have Roro says, what a babe agreed. What a babe. But, agreed. um, you know, super giant, all their games have kind of had a JRPG art style to them. Like bastion especially has a very JRPG art style to it. Uh, it, but then like Hades really does take that to the like anime level. And I think it looks, it fits it perfectly. It looks so good. The colors are also bright and vibrant. It looks like a super, like all the things that bring me to a super giant game look like they're going to be there with it. And I wanted to play it in early access when it first came out. But then by the time I actually got a PC, when I could play it, I was just like, eh, I've already missed like the beginnings of the early access. So I'll just, I'll just wait at this point and get it later. So. So I'm, I'm really interested in the game, obviously, still, but I've seen some other people play it on stream a little bit because I, at the time when it first came out, I was like, I want to know a little bit more about how this game actually plays. It looks hard. <laughs> Supergiant games aren't necessarily easy. Like Pyre They're was not. very difficult. Oh, Bastion yeah, had its very hard parts. About Pyre. Man. So I don't know. Like on the one hand, I love Hollow Knight. I guess that game's kind of hard. But also, how much do I actually want to challenge myself? Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> but yeah, it's so that one looked really good. I was super excited about Hades coming out. What was the other one that I was like, that was like, oh, now this looks interesting. Uh, oh, Hades. Oh, we obviously talked about Raji already. The one that they ended the direct with. 
that Untitled Goose Game is also getting co-op, joining Ghost of Tsushima with a free content update for co-op gameplay. So that will be very interesting to see how, what funny videos people make from that and funny things like, oh, what kind of goosey mischief times two they'll be making. So that's, that's pretty fun. And it's getting a physical version coming soon too. Yeah, that's super exciting. I do just want to say that I am so glad that the new goose is very slightly styled differently. You know, he kind of has like that little goose beak hump yeah. that some other gooses have. So I love that it's a slightly different goose. Uh, and then one of my friends on my Twitter commented, she's also from Canada, and she was like, when are we going to get a Canadian goose? And I was like, I saw somebody else question. who was just like, they should have styled it to look like a Canadian goose. <laughs> It would have been excellent. Um, what I maybe they actually specified this, but I didn't catch it. Is it meant to only be couch co-op, or is it going to be online co-op? Oh, good question. I actually don't know. Indeed, I don't know either. Uh, just Mike says, "Twoose game." Aha! Aha! <laughs> Such a good show. <laughs> but uh, oh, but yeah, boy, that would. Yes, I feel like um, there's. There was another one I feel like, but I feel like, but I think those are the three, the four that I was like, oh man. But still, the greatest thing about this whole thing, though, other than the great games, was how many of them they were like, you like that? Guess what? You can play it today. And how, like, how how often does that happen in like releases and stuff like that? Like, yeah, you may get one, like that year at E3 where they dropped Unraveled two, the day right, at, and they're like, hey, by the way, you can go play this now, and everybody's like, whoa when that happens once but then for them to do it like five times during this it's just like oh my god oh my god oh my god this might just be a misconception on my part but i actually now associate that particular drop like this day drop i associate that specifically with nintendo i know that other people have done it before but I feel like Nintendo has kind of really run with that mm. trend, and I also love it. Uh, at least one of the, one of the other games that I want to mention real quick that I can't remember the title of. Hopefully, I'll remember it while we're talking. That insane, mind-boggling looking game that was about optical illusion puzzles. Oh, what the hell was that, man? I know what you're talking about. Like, I missed the title on I, that one too, but I was I trying to like say edit. That it while... was something like. <laughs> mirror garden i don't know it was something crazy but i couldn't focus on the title because i was so starry-eyed just by looking at the game i don't know what it is about you know just repeating infinite dimensional planar systems that just really gets me i loved it in control yeah and i love it in whatever the hell this game is because i'm going to give it a google real quick so we can give it proper credit for god's sake i'm so sorry (laughs) looking at the trailer i kind of had like that butterflies in the stomach feeling of like oh my god i'm standing at a precipice so i again i think that's one of the games that is out today but i'm i'm not going to pick it up right away because i'm getting too many games i'm never going to be able to get through them all but i definitely want to pick that one up at some point especially because puzzlers are just kind of more rare these days in general like pure puzzlers puzzle platformers you know you can get those all over the place action platform action puzzlers you can get those but pure puzzlers and for this one to be based in optical illusions and like gravity and perspective what a fun idea and so beautifully executed i i it just looks like a visual feast for the eyes and i cannot wait it's manifold garden manifold garden i had the garden part i was getting there uh and just mike says that had some real super liminal vibes yeah Yeah, agreed 
And oh, earlier, sure. earlier he also said dropping the play it now is such good marketing. Apex Legends did it too, and that's right. I forgot about Apex Legends doing the same thing. True, but, I forgot um, about Apex also. And then Roro follows that up with, for sure, doesn't let you forget about the games. Makes you want to go buy it right now and be a part of the discussion. Yeah, and I just think it's a, it's such a fun way. It's super fun when it's like one. But then when it was just like multiple games, like the first game happened that it, they said it, there was, uh, I think it was for Spirit Fair. They were even like Spirit Fair comes out today. And I was like, oh my God, that's really cool. I'm into this. I'll, I might go do this. And then it got to Raji, the ancient epic. And they then at the end of it, they were like, oh, and by the way, it's you can play it today. And I'm like, my God, I can't choose between these two. I'm ultimately going to go with Raji since you're going Spirit Fair. So then we don't double up on the experiences and we can have a nice new episode full of first impressions and reviews for our dear listeners. So vote in the chat for which ones you want us to play. <laughs> so you know, man, it was, it was, I, I just kind of like saw it was coming up and I was like, sure, I'm, I'll tune into this and I'll watch it. Did not expect so many great things to come out of it. No. Uh, the other game real quick that I, again, I'm trying to look up the title of it, but my poor laptop just cannot handle this. Oh, describe it once. to me. I'll find it. I'm, I'm looking at a list. The one where you're the one that had mega Stardew Valley and almost kind of Pokemon vibes, at least in its visual style. Oh, Garden Story. Plays like a, garden story where you play as like an adorable little grape yeah and you go around and like help your town out it, it did kind of look like more of a resource management game and a building game mm -hmm. in terms of you have to collect resources from the environment and then you use those to make improvements to the town itself but just that game had such a charming visual style it really did. That i was i was immediately uh, attracted to it for sure so Garden Story, I don't think, is one of the ones that's out today. I think it's coming a little bit. It it's might a, even be a 2021 game. It is. It is. It's 2021. Uh, which, thank God, that at least one of the games is for 2021. Because <laughs> yeah. it's going to take me a while to catch up. Seriously, it really is. Um, then Just My Play says, imagine PlayStation or Xbox saying buy it now when they drop the prices of the console. I would lose my damn mind if that happened. I'd be like, oh my God, and just like jump in the car and just take off or just take off sprinting to the closest Best Buy or Target to buy one. Oh man. I think uh, I could make it cool. on my bike. Yeah, that, well, that's true. I'll just grab my bike and then we'll, we'll do it. But uh, but yeah, so there's a lot of really cool. A uh, bear and breakfast looked really fun too. Like the one that's, you're a bear trying to run a bed and breakfast. That's it unique. Look it's interesting. curious. <laughs> I will say it's one of the ones that I wasn't personally that interested in, but again, I, and this is just the thing about indies in general, indie games have so much more room to just approach topics that AAA games could never, mm -hmm. because they really can't. They have shareholders, they have to meet stock prices, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah. Indie Appeal to games mass markets. Yeah, they don't have to do that. And I feel like that is such an advantage because so many AAA games feel like just copy pastes of each other mm -hmm. because the mainstream gets its claws into any given topic, Battle Royales, for example. And then every big game that comes out thereafter for a year, maybe even a couple of years after that, is kind of more of the same. Whereas in the indie space, in a lot of cases, that's not true. And I feel like indie games can just by and large, just carpet bomb the craziest topics you can think of for mm -hmm. their games. Oh, thank God. This is what I wanted. More yeah. of this, please. I At will, least uh, that's what I want. I will definitely say like getting the switch now and having that, like to me, it's the perfect 
because the indie games and stuff like that, a lot of those usually come to me and I'm like, man, I really want to play that. But that's not the game I want to play when I'm like sitting on the couch staring at my TV. It's one I want to be able to play elsewhere. So I love that having the Switch has really allowed me the end to fit my own personal play style to be able to t- play a lot of these indie games that I normally wouldn't uh try because i'm like well if i'm playing on my ps4 or my xbox i kind of want to play like assassin's creed or the last of us or something like that whereas the the you know switch man it's just opened my eyes to mo- way more games and stuff a and it's just world. a whole new world I, that, yep. that's honestly kind of what your uh what your brother-in-law michael was talking about because he was just explaining that you know he's trying all of these new games that he never would have previously tried Mm -hmm. and it's like yes all of us should be playing these new wild games just broadening our horizons except for me in terms of the reverse i will play call of duty over my cold dead body (laughs) you cannot make me (laughs) whatever that's gonna be extra life this year is you know it's gonna it's gonna be full-on it's gonna be just call of duty all day every day war zone all day every day Boo. Uh, I, I, what about, I love older woman. What about you guys? I don't actually know what that question means. Sure. <laughs> Is the question, do I love older women? Yes, you know this very well. I always want old women in video games at all times, perpetually. I will never not want that. I still remember how ex- video games. I still remember how excited you were when Anna was announced when as Anna a hero for, for Overwatch. Gosh, what a Lost your damn mind you did. And I still love to play Ana. I'm really, really bad at her. Oh, I never got good at her at all. (laughs) So hard. And I have no aim. I'm a no aim, no brain symmetromane. (laughs) Not really. I don't play symmetric, but I don't have have aim. So fun fact, the voice voice actor for Symmetra voices the new legend in Apex Legends Rampart that just came out today. Interesting. Uh, also, thank you, STK, in a different Discord server. He says, you look so professional. Why, thank you. This is my clearance blazer that I got. <laughs> I know, just all, all dressed up for this live episode. I just came in here on a t-shirt showing me up. Man. Well, what you can't <laughs> see is that from the waist down, I actually have on my running shorts and my actual hiking shoes and my <laughs> like hiking socks. I look ridiculous right now. <laughs> Oh, Aren't they adding a real older streamer woman as a playable? Yes, oh, yeah, I heard yeah, about yeah. that. Gaming Elder grandma. Scrolls Grandma, Gaming Grandma. That's right. That's I forgot about that happening too. That's super cool. I love it when games do that. Like I saw that World yeah. of Warcraft, a very big streamer in the World of Warcraft, uh, recently passed away, and they like added his character into the to this one area and everything. And I was like, man, I love it when when they give little tributes like that to core like yeah. big members of their community and stuff like that that's always super fun when does get to see that happen it happened with the hardcore animal crossing older woman who they put into new leaf as her own character audi and she's still like top tier character now uh are you guys talking about games yes we are we're talking about video games the ones, on we, love, Chat the ones we hate <laughs> and everything in between that's right but uh but yeah so what else what else we got what what else that was, I feel like some of the big, the main topics that I had really kind of lined up for us to rehash and everything like that. But, um, what do we, anything else we should touch on? And as we're kind of pulling this smorgasbord of gaming topics and presenting them to you all. Well, yeah, I'm not sure if I'll ever be able to give a full review of it because I'm not sure how far I'm going to make it. But one of our, um, 
really active Discord members recommended to me Morphite. And actually, because it was two whole dollars and 50 cents on the Nintendo eShop here over the weekend, I was like, sure, for two dollars and 50 cents, a literal thing of French fries is more expensive than that. I'll buy it. <laughs> so I picked up more fight and I've been playing it for the past few days and I still don't really know how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an interesting game. So it's basically this super polygonal um, kind of first person. I hesitate to call it a shooter because it really isn't. You have a gun, but that's not the point. It's kind of just like an environmental exploration game because you play as this character. Oh my God. Did a ghost just get one of your people? <laughs> my fans on so and every scary. once in a while, one of them that'll like knock him off. Oh, that was an actual ghost. Your house is haunted. Yeah, it might be true. Wait, which one did he knock off? Oh, no. It was Amelia Clark. Kira. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay, well, you have to keep track if it keeps knocking off just Amelia Clark. Like, move her around. Move Kira around and see if it keeps being the one knocked off. And if so, you know that your ghost I gotta get rid of. I gotta get rid of Kira. <laughs> You gotta get rid of Kira. Uh, so anyways, Morphite is just a weird game where you play as this uh, space woman, Mira. And she... <laughs> that, that ghost, ghost has, has taste. taste. <laughs> <laughs> she, she lives on this space station just kind of in what appears to be a pretty desolate, nearly empty universe. Uh-huh. Maybe it's not, but there's not a lot of stuff out there. Uh, and she lives on the space station with this older man, Mr. Mason, who is kind of her father figure, but um, her parents are dead or disappeared. We're not really sure. But she's basically being sent out to these planets on missions to take biological scans. So she's got this little scanner and she just goes around and scans anything in the environment, mm-hmm. plants, animals, bugs, minerals. And by doing these scans, you're basically getting money because you trade in the scans for uh, chunks, which is the game's in-game currency. Interspersed with that is a very tiny amount of combat because some of the creatures in the environment do actually want to hurt you. So you occasionally have to shoot stuff, but that's really not the point of the game. It really is just go to these planets, explore, take scans, do your thing, leave, go back to the station, trade in the scans, upgrade your stuff, go back out, new planet, new scans, rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. It sounds really boring. <laughs> and in some ways I find myself thinking, I'm kind of bored. Yeah. But I keep playing the game. So it's like something's it, going on here that's like it, triggering something in my brain to get me to keep playing. Is it just because it's so like, relaxing and stuff which also shout out to ollie's on fire ali is on fire for the follow thanks ali thank you uh, i would suspect that it is because it's a very relaxing game um it's also pro- almost certainly uh buoyed up by the fact that the game has a really nice future wave soundtrack mm, that's it's got always that nice. like nice neo like sound like soundscape that i really enjoy mm. so it's not exactly bombastic tracks at all they are very chill kind of more driving focusing tracks but it's just a real delight to listen to and in some ways the environments are actually really interesting uh the feeling when you're descending in your pod onto a new planet and things go from the haze of the atmosphere to these polygonal shapes just kind of coming up out of the mist to meet you. It's pretty cool. And it's like, all right, okay, I like this. And then when you're out and about scanning new creatures and finding uh, new plant life to scan, 
you kind of do get that little rush of, ooh, something new. Mm -hmm. So even if it's somewhere that looks very similar to the previous place you were, it's technically new. And there's just that little bit of exploration of, ooh, what am I going to find here? And now, as of today, I played a little bit before we uh, started here, and I'm starting to uncover what I think is a little bit more of the story of the game, because mm -hmm. it does actually have a story. Uh, Kira, not Kira, Mira, uh, talks to other characters. She has this little robotic helper named Kit Kat. He's shaped like oh, a little robot fun. cat, and he's sassy, and he follows you around, and he's adorable. Um, but he, like, kind of aids you on your quests, and you're just starting to, like, scratch the surface of there's this legendary material called Morphite. And nobody really knows what it does. It's kind of thought to not even really be real. It's just kind of a myth. But Mira finds some. And other people appear to also be looking for the Morphite. And it's like a big deal. So I'm just kind of getting to the start of that mystery. And it certainly does have me intrigued. Just my place it has says a cat. it has a cat. That's why <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Before that, Kirok said, sounds like no man scans. Or you could say oh, the poor hilarious. man's the poor man's no man's sky. You know, actually, that is that is absolutely a thought that I had. Is like this is a pared down no man's sky. So I think that that's a, a no man scans. That's so funny. That is a good. That's a good joke. play. I like that. <laughs> I wish I had seen that sooner. That's hysterical. Uh, but yeah, that's a really good analogy. It really kind of is. Oh, and I think one of the reasons that it is so pared down and so much more minimalistic, I realized this as I was trying to Google why I was stuck on a quest, because I totally got stuck on something, and I was like, why can't I do this? Uh, it's actually an old 2017 game for mobile. Oh. It was originally a mobile game. Okay. And now that I know that, I totally see how this game could have played really well on mobile. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's definitely more of a super uh, minimalistic UI. It's got very broad kind of empty fields of view at any given time so that it's not too crowded so that you can actually make out what's happening on a phone presumably so i totally get it uh, i think that Morphite probably would have been a great mobile game uh there's definitely some things about it that i don't like um and it certainly can be perceived as being a little boring mm -hmm. but for two dollars and fifty cents what can i say they didn't rip me off i've yeah. gotten at least five hours of gameplay out of it so sure it was probably worth the 250 yeah very much so, I'd say at this point. If you keep coming back to it. Uh, yeah. Let's see. What have I been doing lately? Mostly just Apex. Been catching up on Apex since the new season came out. I always like to check those out when they come out and really see what they... They did a lot of cool new stuff. Like they introduced crafting now to it. Some like resource gathering for crafting that you can do. Uh, they introduced the new hero, Rampart. She's been awesome so far. The first time I ran into her on the battlefield, she absolutely hosed me because she has this like massive machine gun and just like took oh, me goodness. out um but uh so that's been a lot of fun yeah i finished doom eternal which that was good to finally knock that one off the list it was good by the time i got like i i enjoyed it i was kind of ready to be done with it but i think that was more because i wanted to have it off my chat off my list more than like being bored with the game i still really enjoyed it and it had a lot of fun it still kept a lot of things from you know when i talked about it in my first impressions it was very similar to to doom 2016 it added in new things like there are new demons new gameplay mechanics you have like the you know the well i can actually show you here on my doom guy figure here you got the super shotgun god damn it you got the super <laughs> oh shotgun god. and now it used to be just a normal shotgun but now it has this grappling hook on it 
and you can like stab demons with it and shoot it out at them and then pull yourself towards them. Really fun to do that, especially later when you upgrade it and it gets and it can uh, catch them on fire, which when you catch people on fire, that gives you shields and stuff like that. I think that's the big thing I did love about uh that I did love about doom eternal is just like how they added in new movement mechanics a lot. Like they added in a lot of dashing. They added in this being able to like use the chain gun to get after, to pull you from far away. Uh, they added in this new blade that he's got for melee attacks makes the, makes the, uh, the glory kills really cool. But then I think one of the best things that they did was one of the new enemies that's just introduced in doom eternal, which was the marauder who on a recent shopping trip, I got the marauder figure as well. Look at this badass. Look at that. So well, cool. For starters, while we're looking at your excellent action figures, Jess yeah. might play uh, show us on the doll where the demons hurt you. <laughs> Which is hysterical. Hmm. Uh, show me the marauder again. I was looking at chat. Do what? Oh, show the marauder. So basically what this dude is, he's an old like doom guy. Notice their Ooh. armor is like very similar. Who's been corrupted okay. By now demons, make stuff them like that. make them kiss, please. Smooch, smooch. Smooches. Now they're friends. Yep. <laughs> and so, but the Marauder is like one of the hardest enemies in the game to fight because it has a shield that can block you. If you, the only time you can shoot the Marauder and damage it is when it does a lunging attack with its axe. Its eyes will glow green as it does the attack, and that's the only time you can you can actually fire at and do damage to the Marauder. So it's a whole lot of moving your attacks. He uses that axe when he gets in really close. If you get too close, he blasts you with a super shotgun and he can summon like these fire demon dogs. So it's like one of them on their own is a fight and a half. But if you add in one of those and other demons into the mix, which it does later on in the game, good Lord, it made for some pretty intense fights. So that's like the big, the big winner there of, uh, of doom eternal, I think was just like the Marauder is one of my favorite parts of the game, even though they were a pain in the ass to defeat, but still super fun enemy, but I had fun with it. It was a lot of fun to finish it up. Uh, I got some cool, some fun, uh, stills that I'll add to our photo mode channel on, uh, on discord and all that stuff, but it was on to the next adventure as they say. Yeah. Speaking of the next adventure, let me go play spirit fairer. Fine. I will. I'll call. I'll bring this to a close. <laughs> <I> just, <really laughs> <want> to... <laughs> just itching yourself. They're like, I need spirit I'm just fair. like, Oh, I gotta get in there. Y'all got any more of that spirit fair? But anyways, so... <laughs> all right, well, I'll let you get to spirit fair and oh, I'll probably man. go by Raji and get and jump into that game too. Yes, so we can have twin twinsies time. Twinsies time with those new switches. Respective. Awesome. Indie games. Yep. Twindies? Twin there yes. we go. There that's it is. I was trying there to get is. to. That's what, that's what Finally. it is. Finally. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. And uh, on this live episode, it's been a blast talking with you all as we talk about some great games. And so this episode, if you want to watch it again, it, I'll be putting it up in the next in the next day or so on to our YouTube and, of course, podcast services around the World Wide Web where you can listen to those. Uh, but then join us next week for another brand new topic. And as always, support the show on Patreon. Tell your friends, write us reviews, all that good stuff. But thanks for hanging out with us above all because we really love that you're here. Until next time, everybody, I'm one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. I'm Jorno. We'll see you all. Hello. <laughs> don't worry about it. What is goodbye in oh, Italian? Dear. I don't even know. <laughs> Ciao. It's Ciao. There ciao. it is. Ciao. Ciao, everybody. We'll see you all next time. <laughs>